0: Night gathers, and now my rewatch begins. Welcome to Oysters, Clams, and Cockles, the number one Game of Thrones podcast in the realm for people who party like Tyrion and slay like Daenerys. Brought to you by Grand X Media. I'm Ross Bolin here in the Grand X Media Studios in Austin, Texas with Barrett Dudley.
1: Hello. Hello, Clam Fam. Hello, co host of this podcast. Hello, Barrett. And Veronica Ruck.
2: Hello, Barrett.
1: Hi.
0: (laughs) What about me? Say hello to me.
2: Hey, Ross. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
0: This is the night's rewatch. We're doing a podcast for every episode of Game of Thrones, starting with season one, episode one, leading up to the final season of our favorite show, so we can all be as prepared as possible when season eight finally comes. Take the black and join us. Convince your friends and family to do so as well. Anybody you know that loves Game of Thrones, get them on board. We're starting a new season today. Now's the time. It's never too late. We've got some uh, Clam Fam corrections and calls about last week's show. Do
2: we have this many? Sure.
0: We have a lot. They're not all corrections. They are. Some of them are just calls about last week's show, and we had a, okay. a fan request that we start playing those at the beginning, so we're going to do that. The number is 866-43-CLAMS. If you want to call our hotline number, with a question or a take or a theory or a ClamFam correction about something that we may have messed up or needed more clarification on. Uh, We've okay, we got a lot of them this week. Here's the first one.
3: What's going on, guys? This is Reese. I uh, just got a couple of ClamFam and informational bits for you guys. There's actually the lead scene in Season 2 DVD set and on YouTube, where Daraya, she comes up to Danny Chambers and actually strangles the uh, other uh, assistant. I don't remember her name. Uh, but gee, that that's kind of answers the question on whether she was doing that for her own gain for, with Zara or she's using out of fear, but she definitely did that for herself. Um, just that bleed scene there um, uh, from season two. Also move up to the north of the wall. There's um, when Sans behind the rock, when it zooms out, it shows the rock on the left and that one white Walker on the right. They both look in each other's direction as they see each other. And I think that that white Walker just let him go because like it did the uh, first episode, letting that one guy go um, because they know they're going to win in their heads, they've done it before. They know they're going to get a huge arm at the end of the day. It doesn't matter to them, uh, who knows or not. Um, so I think they just let him go and let him just say what he wanted because they knew they were going to win. Um, yeah, just a couple of informational facts for you guys. Just something to, to, to answer y'all's questions. But uh, love what you guys are doing on the pod? Is my name day uh, last week and listen to you guys all day. Love what you guys are doing. Keep up with the pod, effing uh, around one of my favorites now. And also the Rob Ross Ball and Paul podcast. Love listening to those every day of the week. Uh, so keep doing what you guys
0: are doing. Peace, dude. He's riding for us,
1: dude. yeah. Hard. He's hard. Yeah. Shouts to all the effies and efforts out there.
0: We appreciate the call. Thank you. Uh, the clarification on Dorea is interesting, but I will say this personally: I despise these deleted scenes. I didn't know that these existed. There are many of them, and they regularly get tweeted at us and shit. There's one with uh, that we dis- we, d- we discussed with Picel and Tywin. On the on the beach, like having this long talk, where uh-huh. Pycelle breaks his character, you really? know he pretends to be old and cripple or whatever. It's uh-huh. a terrible scene. Was by Tywin the way, Tywin or Tyrion? Tywin. Okay, I went and watched the scene, and it's truly awful. So I understand why they deleted it. Huh. It added nothing to the show. I did
1: not realize that there were all these deleted scenes yeah. floating around out there from the DVDs. Frankly, I don't, like that. I don't I don't think I'll ever watch another one.
0: I'm, I kind of uh,
2: feel like if it's deleted, then it's not part of the story. Right. Sorry, no, we shouldn't have that information. That's
0: it doesn't it's like it doesn't it wasn't supposed to be. It's not the story. Yeah. It is no longer information that actually is real. Right. To me. Yes. Yeah. Uh as far as the White Walker leaving Sam theory, that's a good point. About how, in the first episode of the show, the White Walkers let that one little, you know, yeah, what, yeah. what were we calling him? Uh, uh, ugly, uh, ugly Goober guy? Ugly Goober, or guy, ugly Goober guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he, he, they let him live to go tell people that they're, you know, yeah, on right. the move. To spread the word. Same kind of thing applies here. That and them knowing that they've got some time to kill
1: here. Maybe so. Yeah. yeah. All right, next call.
3: Hi, this is Owen from Pasadena. Called before. Uh, just want to mention something. So when Shay's talking to Tyrion after his big wound and she's like, oh, I'm yours and you're mine, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, we should flee to Pentos." So you guys didn't discuss this, but my thought initially was that she's already being turned by either Cersei or Tywin and it's a play at can we get Tyrion out of the picture? Is this, it's their final try to get him out of the picture before they realize, okay, we have to deal with him another way, a.k.a everything that occurs later so that was just my thought i don't know i thought maybe that might happen because she does even though it does seem sweet there are vibes of like she wants him to leave not sure if it's love it could be entirely for someone else's sake but yeah i just want to say i love the pod see you guys later bye
0: it's an interesting theory and in our long quest to figure out what the hell is actually going on with shay i figure we should consider all theories
2: I'm still on team at this point that she loves him. That's how I feel right now. Beginning of this rewatch, I was like, no, but now I think she does. The, the reason I that know.
1: I don't, that I'm not on on board with this theory, really, is that shipping Tyrion off with his girlfriend to a nicer piece of the world—it just doesn't seem very Lannister like. Yeah. Like yeah, maybe it's not a Lannister that's plotting. Do you know what I mean? That doesn't seem like how Cersei or Tywin would try to get rid of him. Yeah, they just kill right. him. They just get they yeah. Like more the ha, having one of his own guys try to murder him on the battlefield is way more up their alley. Right. Like this is so nice. Hey, yeah. we really yeah. hate our little brother, so let's send him off with his girlfriend to the to the you know. Caribbean. Yeah, basically. I think
0: if that was the case, it would have to be somebody else like Varys, who was the one trying to get him to leave.
1: Okay. because well, well, i agree was with saying you. Is, but,
0: is yes, that, yeah. yes. And I agree with you. That's not really the Lannister way. No. Yeah. Next call.
4: Hey, ClamFam. It's Brendan from Nashville. I'm just calling with a quick ClamFam correction. In your most recent episode, you were saying that Maester Lewin is the only good-natured maester in the entire show and i just wanted to throw out there that um maester aemon is also a good-natured maester and possibly the most pure pure-hearted character in the entire show thanks guys keep up the great work love the pot this is a a pure
0: clam fam correction we screwed yep. up we forgot mm. about mr aemon yeah we didn't yeah. give him his and proper good-hearted guy that one people were upset about this yeah yeah uh that might not be the last time it's mentioned. <laughs> just be just be warned. Next call.
4: What's up, clam fan. This is Travis from Pennsylvania. I'm listening to your podcast right now, and uh, there's a little correction, uh, Veronica. You actually said um, that Stannis never went to his daughter's little, and I quote, witch burning. Um, he actually was there. He was watching. Uh, he was actually there with his wife but his wife like turned into his uh, into his chest and everything. He was like kind of didn't want to watch but he actually he watched the entire thing um yeah
0: so yep uh up Played for the Super Bowl see you guys later <laughs> but yeah Stannis watched the whole thing I break. have
2: no memory of this I really yeah. thought he didn't show up nah he was there I literally won't believe this until I rewatch it His... wait well,
1: oh I don't even remember you saying that I would have I would have I, I would have corrected you it might
0: have slipped in it must have just slipped slipped right cause by cause she did yeah. say it yeah okay
1: um, yeah, because Stannis definitely sits there and watches. It.
0: Yeah, his wife doesn't watch. She is clutched to his chest. She can't watch, but he watches the whole thing. Which I is... thought
2: he literally didn't even show up. I don't know where I got this mm. yeah, I don't know. story from. Uh, he's ben. there.
0: He is very much there. Next yeah, right.
4: call. What's up, guys? This is Mike from New Jersey. Shout out Mongo from Shrek 2. I have a bit of a clam fam suggestion and a clam fam correction. First thing is a correction. Yo, Veronica, you got you forgot about my man. You're talking about Maester Luwin being the only good Maester in the show. Put some respect on the name that is Maester Aemon Targaryen. This guy mentored Jon and Sam. Great dude. Died of old age. I just gotta say, respect my man, Maester Aemon Targaryen. Ross, you said that season two was the best penultimate and finale combination of the series. Here's my clan fam suggestion: season six, man. Battle of the Bastards and the Winds of Winter. Those could be the two best episodes of the show in its entirety. Two great episodes. Battle of the Bastards speaks for itself. Winds of Winter, Cersei blows up the Sept. We find out Jon Snow is not really Ned's son. He's the son of Lyanna Stark. Great two episodes. Unbelievable. Definitely better than season two's. Have a great day. Love what y'all do. See you soon.
0: I told you you'd get mentioned again. But the second part of that we had to include.
2: Yeah, I'm with him on that.
0: Yeah. These, that, that, that is yeah, those that, the Yeah, those are the best ones. That's the best penultimate and finale.
1: That's, that's, yeah. Maybe yeah, I, in, I, maybe I, in I, television history. I would agree. Right in my, in this moment right now, I was earlier, I was reading a column today about Benioff and Weiss. Uh, signing on for the new Star Wars movie series yeah. that is yet to it's very be announced. Interesting. But, but they, uh, anyways, this particular column wondered if they would. <laughs> it was really harsh. Wondered if they would also ruin another franchise by like going like by just like ditching the plot and going full cer- fan service for the second half of the movies, Ooh. and like it totally it cr- it kind of it really crushed season 7 for me and it made me even feel a little wishy-washy on season season 6 um really? even, though d- even though i even though i will agree what? that battle of the bastards and especially winds of winter are r- fabulous hours of television
0: look nobody is, is should sit here and pretend that anybody is perfect like these dudes have made mistakes for sure but i think their overall handling of the show in its entirety has been pretty goddamn
1: good yeah and well up I until mean, season I, 7 I, I, there was never any reason to even question them really conversation for another day totally spinning it off and we've talked about it you know at length before. I'm just saying I hate but that once shit they, but once they ran off the runway and didn't have any more book the series shit, got worse shit got weird yeah. yeah absolutely Uh, I don't think anybody would debate you the other way so George uh, I know you're listening please finish the fucking books man Jesus nah no, that's not gonna happen though what was the call about? Oh, yeah, 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 All right. wins a winner, Battle of Bastards, yeah, next call,
3: hey guys, Patrick calling from Michigan again, uh, second call for the, the same podcast, uh, just got done listening to the, uh, Joffrey Baratheon roast, and I gotta say, I'm a little, uh, a little upset, I'm, I'm calling as a, uh, clam fam correction, you guys said that Danny had the only good hair, and I'm, Honestly, I, I, you know, you guys are usually nailing the coffin, or nailing the head on the coffin, and uh, you just didn't name the best hair in Westeros with it, which is Jon Snow. That dude's locks are are breathtaking. Um, uh, I loved it. I'm just messing with you guys, but it was great. And
0: uh, keep doing what you're doing. In all fairness, we should have discussed Jon Snow's hair. He clam fam good correction hair. of a clam fam correction. There is no saying that is hit the nail on the head in the coffin or what it's it's <laughs> you hit, it's the, hit the, the nail, nail on, on the, the head, head mm-hmm. or the it,
2: final nail in the coffin
0: right those are two separate things
1: yeah you kind of combine the
0: two so clam-pam correction or the clam-pam correction. yes i'm used to this because my wife mixes and matches sayings <laughs> constantly <laughs> and it is the funniest
1: thing in the world to me but yeah no it's you hit the nail on the head we usually hit the nail on the head is what he was trying to say yeah you know who else has good hair is uh tormented giants bane he really does have very good, flowing, healthy Just red locks. Shock of, of red,
0: you know. He does. Um. I yeah. If for a wildling, grit has pretty good hair. Oh yes, yeah. A lot you of know? shine to it. A lot of shine, she must shine use to Pantene. it. But that's not. That's yeah.
4: like
2: hippie chick. Natural okay. good hair. Look. That's not good stylist. <laughs> sure.
0: And Danny still takes that cake. Yeah. But but John has good hair, and we yeah. didn't even acknowledge it. Yeah. But nobody
2: yes. else really in the north has like that great of hair. Yeah. And we They're were also
1: d- we, we were also kind of talking to the people that are obviously like more styled. Yeah. A little bit. That are bathing. Yeah. Right. That have yes. ladies in waiting doing yes. their hair and shit. Yeah. Like. John doesn't shower or bathe, right? But he's got good lettuce. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Good flow. So, good flow. Yeah. All right. Next call.
5: Hey, clan fam. Sean from Indy calling. Um, listening to the Monday podcast, Valor Margulis, and you had some questions as to how the High Sparrow came into power uh, after the old High Sparrow, or old High Septon died uh, when he got zombie killed. Uh, Cersei kind of made sure that she plugged in a new High Septon that she could you know um kind of control and he was a drunkard and he was uh he he basically they find him in the uh the brothel uh going through the different uh seven uh picking out the girl he wants uh if you remember that in the later seasons uh and so Cersei goes to the high sparrow after the war of the five kings when all these people are migrating into uh king's landing to get away from the war and this is when she's losing pretty badly to the Tyrells, and she needs some help. So she goes to the High Sparrow and has this plan and tells him that he can militarize, which got banned a long time ago. Um, and so that's kind of how the High Sparrow comes into power. All right, cool. Love the pod. Keep it up. See ya.
0: Thank you. We we were asking for more clarity on that situation with the High Sparrow, with the High Septons.
1: Yeah, I'm still not very clear, but we'll get there when we get there, I guess. Yeah. Nice call. Oh,
0: that was it. That was all the calls we had. Woo! We did it. So let's get into Velar Valar, Valar,
1: Valar,
2: Valar,
0: Valar, Valar, What's happening? Valar Morghulis, Valar Harris. Valar Harris is this week's, written by Benioff and Weiss and directed by Daniel Minahan. We had a cold open this week. Cold open. Look at that. We got, every once in a while, they'll surprise you. Get a nice little cold open Uh, Sam is wandering around North of the wall in the snow Desperately trying to find his way Through this White walker brought storm When suddenly he's attacked by a white Ghost comes out of nowhere And saves him And then Lord Commander Mormont Comes out of nowhere And sets the white on fire Then Lord Commander Mormont Rips Sam a new one For not having
1: sent these ravens You had one job this is classic. I didn't know this was God, his God. job. So, okay, so I'm glad you didn't either, because my note here is... When was he supposed to send what, ravens? What ravens? Sam didn't send the ravens? Question mark? I mean, okay, so I get the... Int- what's I, I, what, what I what's believe he, what, is being... What is this in- referring to?
0: I think what his job was supposed to be is, like, if some shit hits the fan like this, Sam's the one responsible for sending ravens to alert the rest of the kingdoms or whatever. But okay, that being okay.
1: said, where they were didn't seem like it had a ravens set They
0: don't have
2: no ravens there. Yeah, I don't was know. He supposed
1: to sprint back to the castle and send off ravens. Yeah, I don't know what more
0: monsters he was busy hiding here.
2: from White Walkers. But is he sh-
1: like, he shames him hard. Yeah, in
0: front of everybody. It's kind of fucked up. Uh, question: Why is Ghost just hanging out with the Nights Watch? John's not there. I
2: don't know.
1: Because they, because okay, he, I guess
0: because like Ghost. A,
1: go ahead. Was with John and the other guys. No, okay. Ghost didn't go on the range. I guess I know not go like on the ranging just a mission.
2: Silly, like a pl- like random See plot s- device.
1: You're telling me John was like, "All right, Ghost boy, you, I
0: have to go do this mission. Uh, you can't come. You stay here and help them." Yeah. And Ghost was like, "Yeah, all right, I'll just do that." Mm-hmm. Okay. That's yeah. fucking ridiculous.
1: Or he did go on the ranging mission with John and those other ones where they they catch Egret. Y- 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 you get it, and um, got separated, and got yeah, and he just he flew he fled because the
2: with what, shit hit that the fan. feels a little more like with what we
1: know about these direwolves
0: and 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 what you know uh, Nymeria does, mm-hmm. they don't strike me as like yeah I'll hang, I'll hang with your squad until you come back,
4: mm.
1: but whatever
2: yeah go different
1: than the Nymeria though, true
2: yeah totally
1: true. And Nymeria gets sent off into the wild. That is no, also you know, true. She gets kind of like... Very the, different the circumstances, yeah. But yeah, I, I, one I way or the other, Ghost is, uh, you know, he's a very... He's a bright dog. and um, Sure. So he either left and went back to the wall when the shit hit the fan with Egret, or he just stayed to hang out and, yeah. and hold it down. Yeah. Then the uh, credits roll. Quick oh, question. Before that. Quick question. There's a glimpse of possibly Sam's teeth looking a little better here. Oh,
0: yes, thank you for that. Um this is this is the transition right here. His teeth are vastly improved. They look improved here. Season 3, so between 2 and 3, we finally have discovered when this took now, place. You only
1: get a little glimpse, so I can't tell for sure. No, no.
0: I we we rewound it, paused it. It they're very improved from season 2. Okay.
1: Now I'm not saying this is the completion the com- Right Maybe maybe they're getting Of maybe the improvements Maybe they're just Yes yeah. Maybe
0: they've just begun Okay Maybe there are more steps to his teeth Right, right. But they are much improved Thank you Kay. Barrett The credits roll after this little opening scene with Sam And Mormont And the rest of the Night's Watch guys And then we're still north of the wall With uh, the Lord of Bones leading his unit Including Jon Snow Into Mance Raiders camp So we pick up right where we left off I know. At and the I, end of season two. I
2: thought there was only one time we did this. But, and I thought it was um, when Jamie is floating at the... Yeah, yeah. That one was the only time I thought of it. But, yeah, I guess they do it again.
1: I just want to reiterate that the fact that this band of wildlings is suddenly trusting of John because a dude tried to kill him. And it's a little weird. K- and he killed the other dude out of self-defense is stupid.
2: I think it's both that, and they're impressed with him for being able to kill him, though. Because didn't they say a lot of people try to?
1: Yes, but why would that make you trust him? Corin attacked John and no. was going uh, for all intents and purposes for uh, on the behalf of the Wildlings. Corin would have killed John if John didn't kill Corin. Right. Yeah. So there, w- it wasn't like he slit the dude's throat in his sleep to like right. to yeah. betray him. No, it
0: was self-defense, like you said. So
1: Um, it's just a little... The only real argument
0: I could hear being made to this is that the wildlings overall are not the highest IQ individuals. That they're kind of stupid. They're just kind of meatheads. Now, I don't necessarily think that uh, Mance is that way, but Tormund is a meathead. The Lord of Bones could be a big, stupid meathead. I mean, he does wear bones all over him. And he looks like a dumbass when you see his face finally.
1: I don't know. Hey, yeah. yeah. I don't and I also get, I just, I, I guess they're kind of helped along by, by Ygritte. Ygritte. So, You know, being like, oh my God, he killed the half hand. Like, hurrah. Look like, look did. at this dude. He's, look what he did. Look yeah, what yeah, he did. It's He's great. one of us. Yeah. That's just very transparent. And fortunately, Mance and Tormund see that. They're like, oh, she likes you. You like her too, huh? Huh? Yeah. You're going to find a cave? Yeah. You know what you're going to do? Yeah. 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 So.
0: <laughs> we see our first giant ever. I don't know if it's one one or
1: not.
2: You know that one of these giants, it might actually be one one. Is Hagrid?
1: The actor? Yeah. No shit.
2: Yeah, I saw that. I mean, I saw it on a little BuzzFeed thing, like wow. all the Harry Potter and Game of Thrones crossovers, and yeah, one of them was a giant.
1: Hmm. Wow. Okay. I one a I, fun fact. I, you here. know what I know, what I was thinking about when we saw this giant. How many animals does it take? How many dead animals does it take to make one outfit for a giant? Like a wow, hundred, so many. <laughs> like,
0: I, I'm, if I had to guess, like twenty. <laughs> okay.
2: Do they have mammoths?
1: I don't know, but he's got like twenty deer. They're they're all draped up in like leathers yeah. and furs and hides. And you get one outfit when you're a giant, though. It's isn't it. like they've that's got it. a closet yeah. full of clothes. Yeah, that's just wasteful otherwise. Yeah.
0: Yigrette tells John that if he stares too long. The giant will get angry, and that they're shy. But when they stop being shy, they're angry. So, just something to keep in mind for when you're walking around. If you come into contact yeah. with a giant, do not stare at them. They do not like that. They
1: got two speeds, giants.
0: You know, shy, shy, and angry, and angry. Yeah, you yeah. don't want to see them when they're angry. No, much like the Hulk. Right, you wouldn't like that. Uh, then a bunch of young wildlings. These these ruffians are throwing rocks at John and, and just yelling crow over and over which is kind of hilarious uh then you know you're gonna like smacks one of them with her cane or something mm-hmm. and they all stop and then we we go into this tent where it is assumed that the that Mance, were finally gonna meet this king beyond the wall and John walks in and he comes into contact with this bearded great-haired <laughs> ginger yeah And uh, confuses this this man for Mance. Bends the knee to him. Drops to a knee immediately. Which you gotta... My first thought was like, wow, that's crazy. Like, season seven, John, so much trouble bending the knee. Season three, John, has not learned these lessons from Mance yet. About not bending your knee. And about, you know, refusing to, to do that type of thing. So he bends the knee immediately to the wrong guy. And we find out this is Tormund Bane. Yes Totally forgot his last name was Giants Bane. They gotta say that more That's incredible That's a badass name Feed it to us Come on
1: Lord of Bones Mask off Yes And Very disappointing <laughs> Like I just I, kinda, I wanted him to be like A little more like Intimidating
0: looking Yeah 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 He's he not very intimidating He just looked like a f- Kind of a chubby white guy Yeah yeah I was like oh yeah. This fucking guy Yeah Which kind of explains a lot to be honest Yeah but, uh, yeah, so Tormund laughs it off, and then Mance Rayder comes in and says, you know... Oh, also, Jon Snow refers to Tormund as your grace, which is hilarious. <laughs> but Mance refer to, uh, teaches Jon, like, we don't kneel for anyone beyond the wall. We don't do this. And it's the first time that Jon is kind of given that, the idea that you don't have to bend the knee to somebody that you, you know, that might be Whatever. Uh, Mance does want to know, however, why, unlike the rest of these idiots who were just like, he's one <laughs> of us now. Never mind the chains or the worrying about him slaughtering us. Mance wants to know why John would abandon his brothers and join the Wildling army.
1: He gives him what, and what's so, what's this first shit reason that he gives? Oh, he wants to be free.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, it's a terrible attempt. Yeah, yeah. And M- Mance is like, you should. He's like, shut up. We want to know the real reason. And John's like, look, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I heard you have Lisa mattresses in your camp. Right. Yeah. And I want to be a part of an army that's that's it's, got that going on. Yes. That gets to sleep on a Lisa mattress Lisa's. nightly. Right. Because yeah. as we know, Lisa mattresses are the best mattresses in the world. That's and right. So Mance goes on to explain to John. He's like, look, we get this deal. We go to Lisa.com slash dragon. dragon and uh, you, get, you get $125 off a Lisa mattress and a free Lisa pillow of $75 value when you order through Lisa.com slash Dragon. Dragon. And that's a deal only for Oysters, Clams, and Cockles listeners. And uh, he, he explains to John, you know, how Lisa's this incredible, innovative, direct-to-consumer online mattress brand that's also socially conscious. They care so much yeah, about the yeah. wildlings that they sent them these mattresses. For free,
1: yeah, and you're just like, oh man, this is a that's a pretty good reason for leaving the Nights Watch. It's like you know, and so Mance is like, oh yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not easy to get a good sleep in Westeros. It's real, especially when it's as cold as it is up north, especially beyond the Wall. And so the fact that this camp is just locked and loaded with delightfully comfortable Lisa mattresses, yeah, like an excess of Lisa mattresses. I've heard. I heard Mance has a Sapira though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, king
0: size. Cali so, King, I think. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, naturally. Of course. Code Lisa. Go to
0: lisa.com slash dragon. Dragon. Check out what they've got going on. It's they're very, very, very good stuff. Uh, they also have other products other than mattresses. As we mentioned, the pillow, there's also blankets and other cool stuff. Get on lisa.com slash dragon. Hey, Ross. What? Code Dragon also works for Sapira. Oh, shit. $200 off. You get $200 off if you use Dragon purchasing Dragon. a Sapira mattress. Mm. And Sapira combines the memory foam and the spring technology, and it's the one I have, and, and Barrett and Veronica. And yeah, I. yeah. Yep. We all went Sapira. I have one, too. Micah has one, too. Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and it's, it's fantastic. Okay, th- moving on. Obviously, the real thing John responds with is thousands of years ago, the first men battled the White Walkers and defeated them. I want to fight for the side that fights for the living. Did I come to the right place? And the comparison he draws up is how Lord Commander Mormont knew that Craster was giving these babies to to something, the White Walkers, whatever. So he does bring up, John gives a good point here. He makes a good argument for why somebody might want to switch sides.
1: Now, do you think that, did he have this ready to go? Or was this off the dome that he comes up with this pretty brilliant excuse? I believe
0: it was off the dome because there's some truth to it. Okay. Yeah. That subconsciously, yeah. deep down inside.
1: kind of Yeah, he's kind of pissed about that, that. This would be a realistic thing for him, yeah. you know? But also at the same time, I mean, I think I think you're right. I definitely think that there's a kernel of truth yeah. to what he says. But but he also likes Lord Commander Mormont. Yes, as well. Much. I mean, so this dude's like brought him up and mentored him a little bit, and like a second father did. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or third father. Which maybe and maybe that's why it it <laughs> kind of and maybe that's why it kind of hurts even more is because yeah. he he was pretty disappointed that he's just letting that Mormont was just letting Craster. Give Do those that. Give, Yeah, sacrifice yeah. those babies like that. Yeah. I think it's both. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So well, he sells it. He sells it, one he way does. or the other. You gotta credit the man. He he does sell it well and it works it works out. Over in King's Landing, Sir Braun is spending quality time with a very pretty prostitute when uh suddenly he's interrupted by Podrick. I don't think we ever see this girl again, by the way. I really don't think we do. I think this is it because I remember we haven't seen her before. Yeah, I don't think we see her again. I'm okay with that. There's supposed to be a lot of. I know, I also am okay with that. I just appreciated escorts in the. She was
1: good in Littlefinger's brothels. A higher caliber
0: hooker, mm. if you will. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, escort feels like the right word for her.
0: <laughs> yeah, she was. She was more pricey. A few, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, they're prostitutes though, because they're not like you're not taking these ladies on fake dates like you would an escort. No, no, you're not. That's the weirdest
2: thing that that's a thing.
1: What? Real escorts?
2: It's so weird. Well, you want the
1: girlfriend experience if you're going that route. You know.
2: I don't actually really know. I I logically can understand what you're saying. You can't put
0: yourself in a lonely rich white man's shoes, I guess.
1: Every race does escorts. <laughs> I don't know why it has to be a white, because you're white. I mean, uh, okay, half the, it, it's 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 like the age-old question, like, you know, what it, do you still want to, man, I can't talk right now. <laughs> half <laughs> of the fun of sleeping with, like, a celebrity would be getting to to tell people that you did that, uh-huh. right? You know what I mean? So that's kind of like, that's kind of the same thought here, is like having a pretty girl on your arm, half of the fun is other people seeing that you have a pretty girl on your arm.
2: So why even need to sleep with her? Just well, do the first part. W- for well,
1: for that, the org, that also for happens. The,
0: where people don't sleep
1: with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh,
0: yeah. It's where they I just do the girlfriend. People are part. all weirdos. In <laughs> Arrested Development, the whole family uses uh, prostitutes <laughs> as therapists. <laughs> In fact, the, just one prostitute, <laughs> that the father and the son, yeah. that George Bluth Sr. and Joe both use.
2: <laughs> Good for them.
1: God, I love that show. Anyways, sorry. Sorry for that. No, no, it's tangent. okay. So
0: he, he threatens Podrick. He's like, I will murder you, boy. <laughs> and uh, Podrick lets him know, like, Look, Lord Tyrion needs you right now. It's a matter of life and death. Then we pop over in, into Tyrion's little makeshift chambers. He's checking out his facial scar, which is vastly improved since we've seen it last episode. It's the complete version of it, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, somebody knocks on his door. It is Cersei, his sister. And she has two
4: gold cloaks with her. Mm-hmm.
0: She says she wanted to see his face. That uh, oh, first of all, he's really hesitant to let her in. He's like, "This is that her coming to finish the job is what he believes."
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah In case you forgot, because it actually did take me a second while I was watching. He, this is so nerve wracking to him at the current moment because, as far as he's concerned, right now, it was Cersei that ordered that dude, the dude, to. Attempt to murder. assassinate him yeah. on the battlefield. Yeah. So at, yeah,
0: at the mudgate. Hashtag mudgate. Yeah. Um,
2: mudgate.
0: Yeah. So she comes in. He finally lets her in after like wielding a little axe f- for some reason. Like he was going to do anything with that. She says, "I wanted to see your face. They say you lost your nose, but it's not as gruesome as all that. Yeah, a little book nod.
2: I yeah, uh, liked that little nod, mm-hmm. and it also kind of explained away, like, oh no, that was just lore. Right. Right. Like, he's fine. Yeah. In the, in the mm-hmm. yeah, because for
0: those who don't know, in, in the area. books. Tyrion loses most of his nose and is much more disfigured. We've discussed it before. Just making sure God, everybody I don't even remembers. really
2: understand what that looks like to lose a nose. It's,
0: if actually, if you Google Tyrion Lannister, there's a ton of like fan drawings and artist depictions of mm-hmm. what they believe he looked like in the books. Uh huh. And it's it's pretty interesting to see the comparisons. Anywho, um, so we find out that Tywin never visited Tyrion when he was on the mend at all. But that Tyrion has a meeting with Tywin later this day, and Cersei is concerned about why they are meeting. She wants to know what Tyrion is going to tell Tywin. Uh, like she like he's going to rat her out for having done something or whatever, you know, she's just yeah, trying to... like
2: fucking her brother, maybe. Yeah, or like trying something to have him like
0: killed that. or something, yeah, you know. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. One
2: of the many things that she does.
0: So, that's the only reason she visits. She is no not concerned about Tyrion's health or recovery either.
1: Yeah. Now, the, I I thought this was interesting because she, they, they have a little back and forth. He yeah. mentions the assassination attempt Yeah. that was by his own man, and she says her response to that is curious, right? Right. So, she's not like, she's clearly not shocked by it. Mm-hmm. But I can't quite tell
0: how to read it. I don't know what to make of this anymore.
2: Oh, I felt like she was like acknowledging it. Yeah, but that's how that's how I took it. Like, like her oh, saying, "Oh, really? Like, that happened?" Like weird. being like,
1: "Oh, wow! Yeah, that's crazy." <laughs> okay,
0: like you yeah,
2: don't ag- say
1: again. It's like she's got the two gold cloaks right there. J- if you wanted to finish off the job, you easily could. That's why I still don't think it was her. That's what I'm. Sa- that's what yeah. I'm saying. I think it was Joffrey. Like
2: yeah, but if it were,
1: but we
0: were I told it was her by Varys. want People
2: to know it was her.
0: Like Varys told us last episode that it was
1: Cersei who tried.
0: I'm just who a- who offing mattered.
1: this guy. Walks, offing Tyrion would be extremely easy. She could do it right here.
2: Yeah, but if she walks out of his chambers and then he's dead, people are gonna see. Everyone's gonna know it's her.
1: So what? Yeah, it wouldn't matter.
0: They
2: still have a little bit of law and order going on she right even, now. She
0: even no, says, "Don't you think?" Compared if I to later to...
2: seasons, yes, they do.
0: She said, "If you, if I wanted you dead, do you think I'd let a wooden door stop me?"
1: Yeah. Exa- yeah.
0: That's, I don't know. That's,
1: uh, come on. Do you, we? We're not we're not there yet. But like, Tywin gives two shits. You know, he, he yeah, would just cover. They would just cover it up.
2: They can I do don't anything feel like, they
1: want in the Red Keep.
2: I don't feel like it's as corrupt right now as it becomes, and I feel like her just outright murdering a noble person without even trying to hide it at all feels a little frowned upon like you at have the to,
1: time. You still have to make it a scheme.
0: Yeah. Can't just I can come in and murder Yeah,
2: him. I feel like it would still have to be a scheme at yeah. this time.
1: Fair enough. It just seems... Uh, it was uh, weird. Yeah, and, and I maintain that there are a hundred other ways to scheme or plot to murder Tyrion.
2: Probably so. You
1: know? Better than... But the, even...
2: Okay, even if it having, were somebody else, they still also didn't do that.
1: So... Anyway, I, I guess what I'm what I was rounding towards is that I think she is more nervous about Tyrion saying something about um Joffrey's parentage. Right. That's what I think. Which
0: ironically I think Tywin, Tywin already knows all huh. of that. But I
2: think he's like a hardcore denier of it though. Right? Has he? Yes. Uh, yeah, in like
1: publicly, yes.
2: No, I think even in his own brain. Oh, really? A- yeah, anyway, I think so. That's
1: what I think she's she's more nervous about because Tyrion telling Tywin oh Cersei tried to kill me on the battlefield he would just be like what the, What are you talking about no she didn't Sh- like get, get the, the fuck, fuck out please yeah. you're annoying me Yes,
0: you who killed your mother coming right, into this which world which is largely yeah. what it does anyway so yeah, so Okay, moving on Bronn shows up and uh, as he's making his approach to this room to Tyrion's chambers where they're meeting the two gold cloaks come out and they have this like one of the gold cloaks is Marin Trant by the way and uh, Braun makes a joke. They have a standoff. Braun makes a joke to Marin Trant about him be- being better at beating little girls than fighting men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it not Marin Trant that we see later? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So Braun
1: is aware of Marin Trant's well, and he also watched Marin Trant like do that to Sansa. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Oh, and I guess at the time, at the, the first watch, were to assume he was only referencing that, huh?
0: Perhaps, Most but I think Bron is a well-informed the- kind of a low li- he's like plugged into the underground low life mm-hmm. society. Yeah. As a, as a self He could totally know both. Right. Yeah, right. It would not right. be right. referencing both. Yeah. So Braun's about to get into it with these two guys. Like it's about to come to blows when Cersei comes out uh at her meeting with Tyrion concludes. She comes out. She walks right past Braun without even so much as a hint of acknowledgement or eye contact at all. And the only reason that's interesting is you have to remember Lena Headey who plays Cersei and Jerome Flynn who plays Bronn dated had a very br- bad breakup and no longer speak and they're a- allegedly not allowed to be on set even at the yep. same time or in scenes together which is why some things unfold the way they do in season 7.
1: Yeah, now but this seems like at, the, at a time when they would have been together.
0: Perhaps, but I thought it might have just been an interesting nod at the fact that they can't even have them interact because she literally doesn't even acknowledge that he's there. I mean, yeah. That's also just kind of the way she rolls right, anyway.
1: Right, She's done with her business and she's moving on and doesn't give a shit about who the hell is... Right, who the fuck that could possibly be. Yeah. does not matter to her at all. But yes, it is an interesting note and I had, I'd forgotten while watching the scene that that they had that whole thing. Yeah.
2: It's, I think it all the time if they're ever like close <laughs> together. I'm like...
1: I just can't get over the season seven
0: excuse where he's like, <laughs> Podrick, rather than stick around and see the most important <laughs> meeting to ever take place in the history of man, how about we go get some hookers? Yeah. And yeah. Pod's like, Well, you know, I love hookers. And then they and they bail. <laughs> so Braun complains to Tyrion that he has given him a taste for the finer things, and now he demands double the pay since he's been made a knight. Bronn, it's like I don't know how to explain this, but this is such a scummy move, and it somehow
1: makes me like Braun even more. It's yeah, I, it's awesome. He's just he's he's fantastic. Yeah, in, here. I don't. Where does where's Tyrion getting the money though? Well, he doesn't he, like as he says he doesn't even know what he pays him now. Right. So what does that even mean? How is Braun getting paid? It's
2: not that direct deposit. I've had
0: this I've had this question a lot of times, like about where mm-hmm. how exactly because based on what we know about Tywin and Tyrion's relationship, I don't think. Tyrion is just on the family payroll and is allowed to deduct as he would like from the bank
2: but I feel like he is but maybe he
0: is but yeah. maybe he is I don't know he he seems to have
2: actually yeah because you know maybe the bankers are just like oh yeah Lannister sure take what yeah, he, your, like, they your can credit yeah. like, your credit's yeah. good with us yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. 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 probably okay. probably
1: I also feel like uh, it, it's almost as if braun just kind of has access as well and takes what he's owed Right a little bit, and so now he's gonna take double <laughs> right now He's gonna take twice as much yes. as what he's been taking he needs, he <laughs> needs two times because that's how much nights
0: cost. they yeah. get double. One note that I made as they're walking and and talking, Tyrion and Braun, we see construction going on in the background on King's Landing, and it served as the only reminder to me in this episode at all that King's Landing did take a little damage during the Battle of Blackwater Bay mm-hmm. uh, which I didn't realize but apparently it did, because they're like repairing a watchtower that they walked past or something. Yeah, bouncing over to Sir Davos. As we know, he was blown off of his ship by the wildfire. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: He's not looking great.
0: He's got like... I think it's a combination of what the wildfire did to his face Uh and the sun is currently doing to his face. Yeah, he's just just, some burns. He looks like hell. He
2: looks gnarly.
0: It is bad. There's like blisters all over him. Uh, He's on some massive rock... And what the way that the scene opens, like with him holding his hand up to kind of shield it from the shield his face from the sun, we see we get this the only view we ever really get a clear view of his missing fingers that that Stannis took from him. He sees some men on a boat, flags them over, and they are uh, they're willing to help, but first they want to know which king does he serve. And Davos is just at this point, he's just like. Well, fuck it. If I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out on the truth. Yes. And he says, the one true king of Westeros, Stannis Baratheon. And that's a 50 50 shot that's he a, had. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. He sticks to the. Yeah.
0: Fortunately for him. Saved by his honesty here. Saved. That just goes to show you, Barrett. <laughs> the truth shall set you free. You that, might as well exact, go with yeah. the
2: truth on it because you don't know. You do have a 50 50. Sh- Your lie could be equally wrong or right, too. Well, so. but
1: is. This was the riskier move, though, because you're still. He's still. Stannis is the tr- is the traitor, the rebel. And right. and Stannis is Stannis is gone. The troops are gone. True. And he's sitting right yeah, here near right. King's Landing. Oh, also Stannis is trash. <laughs> that,
2: yes. That another part. good point. This, Stannis this, is in fact trash. Even
0: if this guy had been a Stannis supporter, by this point he could have been like, Nope, back to the crown. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> right, this is right, going right, horribly right. wrong. Yes.
2: Uh, But I just love Davos. He's so sweet. He's He's like, he takes his like deep breath and he's like the one true king, (laughs) Stannis Baratheon. Yeah, he's very so proud of himself. So
1: noble that Davos. And so, as it turns out, these are actually Salador Sans' guys. They're like his uh, some of his pirate crew. Yeah, the
0: whole ship was Salador Sans' ship, and uh, Salador says, "I thought you were dead. We all thought you were dead." Davos mentions that his son is dead, and Salador says, like, well, now he could have swam ashore like you, and Davos is like, look, no, I saw the wildfire take him. He's Dunsky. Which, you have to assume Davos knows what he's talking about, right? Like, he would know. Oh, yeah. So, that buries Mathos for us. He's Dunsky. Salador tells Davos that Stannis is a broken man, gives him, like, this update on the status of Stannis's mental health. Says he sees no one, not his generals, not his wife, only the red woman, and they've been burning anyone who opposes or speaks against the red woman alive,
1: calling them servants of darkness, and she sings to them as they burn. So what this sounded like to me, in a moment here, Davos accuses him of, of just, like, killing prisoners, but this is his own men. Yes. So This is his own people that have been like, yo, maybe following this red woman is not such a great idea. That's what I took it as. Then he when, makes them prisoners, and then he burns them. When Saladir yeah. explains this, I was like, oh my God,
0: he's up there setting people on fire who question, like his own people. Yes, yeah. I, what, that's what I think, like, yes. What prisoners did they get from this battle that got, got the right, shit exactly. out of the exactly. Like,
3: yeah.
0: But then you're exactly right. In that later scene... He describes it as prisoners. It's yeah. just the whole thing was a little weird. But I'm I'm with you. I think it's yeah. his own men that he made prisoners. Pri- that he made prisoners.
1: Alive. Yes. Yeah.
0: Over in Hall, Rob's forces uh, approach and prepare to siege this thing. But Rob says there won't be a siege because the ma- the mountain can't defend a ruin, which is just basically serves as a reminder that the mountain was the one left in charge at Hall. He's there with the remaining. Lannister forces And uh, Rob really wants a fight For himself and for his men But he doesn't think They're going to get one And he's absolutely right Because it turns out Harrenhal has been Completely abandoned The mountain Packed up and Bailed But on the way out He killed all 200 Northmen That were being held captive At Harrenhal Murdered every single one of them Well With the exception of one
1: So I was not completely clear On what had happened here or what we were seeing here. So so the, the, all the dead people, yeah, from what I understood, are
0: Northmen that were captured at different points in different battles and that were being held at Heron Hall as part of the whole okay. Tickler's uh, torture for information gotcha. situation. This is like their Guantanamo Bay, basically. Now, okay,
1: and now there also seems to be, a, there's a guy, though, that they see who was from the Riverlands as well. because. Yeah. Catelyn mentions that he's a Tully Bannerman. Yeah, Sir Jeremy so Mallister. Really, so that's not a, but that's not really a Northman. And they had been, and why I guess why I was confused is because uh, the mountain had been conducting all of the raids right. in the Riverlands, right. Which so is maybe where I think they're closer to. So I, I maybe it's just a combination. Maybe of, he just had some guys left over from those North, raids. He had still? some Northmen, and he had some. Riverlands people?
0: Yeah. That guy that they referenced, Sir Jeremy Malister, a Tully Bannerman, this kind of sets off this whole chain reaction where Catelyn becomes very upset about this Tully Bannerman, Mm -hmm. and Karstark sees her getting upset, and so do all the other men, and they're kind of like, oh, so a Tully Bannerman, is that's upsetting, but when one of our men is killed because of you... It's not that big of a deal, and Rob immediately notices this and steps away from her, physically steps away, and says, find her a chamber that will serve as a cell, Yeah. which I I don't remember in my initial watch or the ones I've done since then, noticing or making note of just how fractured Rob and his mother's relationship has become. By the time shit hits the fan badly, yeah. you know what
1: I'm referencing, yeah, yes, and it and it and it's she just puts him in a really awful situation, yeah. yes, she did, but I thought I just don't remember n- him being
0: as put off as he is by her, like he is I he is very upset, I
2: don't think he's as upset. I think he's just like you you're forcing me to No, yeah, yeah, exactly hand.
1: exactly, like he yeah, that's what and that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, who knows that. It,
2: I think if it were up to him, he would be more willing to forgive her, but he's like, "I can't do that." Right. To my, it's kind of like he'll duty lose the loyalty over loyalty of all his men, and, and, and I think this, I
1: this think this, like this kind of like the slip in loyalty from his guys, is is, is the type of thing that allows Bo- Bruce Bolton to like make the move that he makes. Yep. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah. That's
0: a very good point. So, amongst this pile of dead guys, there's a uh, one man who's coughing, and. They approach. Rob says, "What's your name?" He says, Kyburn. He Says, "You're lucky to be alive." And Rob's or Kyburn's response is, "Lucky? What the heck? I totally need to know how this goes down. I need full reminder. Of, okay, so what? Kyburn was the. I was shocked to see Kyburn
1: here. Kyburn was Did the not Maester remember. at Harrenhal. This. No, he was. I don't think he was a Maester at this point. He's got chains on. Yeah, but he remember he wasn't a, a maester because he got kicked out of the Citadel. Okay, he's a disgraced he's a maester. Just, he, yeah, but
0: I re, I thought I remember. I just wanted what what the hell was he doing there? And then how does he I end up? I don't remember. I don't know what yeah, he's doing there. How does he end up I with Cersei? I don't know how he ends up with Cersei as I her right hand man. Him. Yeah, I just I'm looking forward to hopefully we get some more of that because I don't
1: remember. and I can't believe we saw Kyber here. We get uh, now. I I won't jump too far ahead here on the discussion, but we get a lot of. Season three, episode one introduces us to some major characters. Oh yeah, that you kind of don't like. I always think of them as like later season characters, but they come well, on pretty. Well, early. We get Tormund, Kyburn, and Missandei all in this in uh, one episode. in this episode. It's huge. Yeah,
0: no, and, it, and it it kind of shows how again one of the strengths of this show is character development. Yeah, because oh, yeah. they start out as very unimportant people. Yes, and then next thing you know, they're, they're like, "Holy shit!" This yeah. is one of my favorite characters, and or the right-hand man or woman of one of my favorite characters. Totally
1: interesting on this rewatch to go back and see these characters introduced as just kind of like bit players, really, and then know that in the future they're they're really important. So it's cool.
0: In King's Landing, the the new hand of the king, Tywin, is writing letters or something and ignoring Tyrion who's sitting opposite him in a chair. And Tywin is upset because he has found out that Tyrion was doing a prostitute in his his bed while he was there serving his hand to the king and Ty- Tyrion goes so far as to say like well it wasn't your bed then
2: mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah so it,
0: but it, th- here's the question i have what is his deal Tywin's deal with prostitutes
1: i i i have the exact same question in my notes at the end of this uh, yeah my note is why is tywin so anti prostitute question mark
2: do you think it's maybe just like a sc- like a skeezy thing to do, and like yours, if you're not like really back then, not. But do you see any of the other lords or noble people messing around with prostitutes? Well, besides okay, Theon,
0: Littlefinger runs all the prostitutes and sits on the small council, so it can't be that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Like he
2: doesn't use them. B- true, I but think, I'm just saying. okay.
1: I think you're probably.
2: I think that's what it is. I think it's just, like, embarrassing. First of all, like, you're this noble dude. You shouldn't have to pay for it. Second of all, I think it's just, like, kind of skeezy. And, like, now, nobody I think, else is doing I don't think anybody else is doing that.
1: Well, okay. And even if they are, maybe they're just being a lot more discreet about it. Yeah. I think it, I'm. I'm going to go with the...
0: It's his lack of discretion that really yeah. drives it's home like the hate.
2: Tyrion's like partying kind of with like trash a little bit. Like right. you look at Braun yes. and like that's his best boy. Yeah. But it's like, I think that's the thing. You know, if well, you picture some well-to-do family now and you have some little rocker friend or something in the sitcom, like that parent's annoyed yeah. at your new friend. And I think it's kind of that okay. vibe.
1: Why are you and hanging I- out with the poor? Yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah. Littlefinger's clientele is a lot of rich and powerful and Noblemen noble men noble shit. people mm-hmm. but it's all it's all in the name of discretion i mean that's like Secrecy, one of the, yeah. the most important things is what that, he sells yeah. It, yeah exactly is that you know people aren't we're not we don't share your shit we don't share w- w- the type of things that you like or who, which ironically
0: you know, he does all, all constantly yeah, exa- yeah. yeah
1: but so that's the point though but so I guess that's I guess that's probably accurate. And he even says, you know, he doesn't want to give Tyrion Casterly Rock so that he can just turn it into like a Dionysian, right. you know, orgy, basically. Right, And I okay. And I buy all that. But I do think it's almost to the point where I'm like,
0: something had to have happened at some point with Tywin and a prostitute because this is fucking ridiculous. And I still agree with that too. Okay. Because he is like shut un- up. Dude. Like you like, like, get it. Enough. You hate prostitutes. It's yes. every
1: scene now. I know. And I mean and yeah, it's not just it's not just a threat to Tyrion, but he's going to hang the next prostitute that he finds yeah. w- with Tyrion, and
0: he ends up so that's sleeping like, with the
1: prostitute though. I I don't understand. Yeah, it's, one. Well, well, uh, you know, so it's 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 like all the Republican senators out there that are like ah. super super anti gay, and then they get caught with their ding dong hanging through a glory hole in a truck stop. You know, that's true. That happens pretty much daily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the ones that are so anti yeah. are it's, you sometimes For sure. No, I mean I it's mean, like have, you Do have see the, that he eventually w- does that? big
0: thing to hide. Which one of the radio hosts was it that was all in on like anti painkillers and then it turned out he was addicted to painkillers? Rush and, Limbaugh? Yeah, Limbaugh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's not a good look. But yeah. that,
2: I mean that is that is exactly what happens with Tywin. He does end up in bed with Shay. Yes. So like Yeah, exa- yeah. Clearly good He does points. have no, yeah. maybe a little bit of a, God we're good. I don't like seeing in you what I don't like about myself, kinda M- thing. Maybe
1: so, maybe so. Yeah.
0: yeah, so this whole conversation is uh basically Tyrion saying, like, hey, we how about a little bit of gratitude for what I did on the battlefield, for what I did for this family when you weren't here. Like, yes, you rode in and cleaned up the mess at the end, but come on, dude, like I was here putting in work. Yep. And uh Tywin's response is jugglers and singers require applause. You are a Lannister. He always has some shit fucking great quote for why he shouldn't have to be nice to anybody, and it's incredible. Uh, Tyrion wants Casterly Rock, which is another thing that I completely forgotten about. That he, this is kind of the play he makes here is is to get out of King's Landing almost and to go do play the game from Casterly Rock somehow, possibly.
1: Yeah, the, uh, man, this whole scene was so interesting. Because, Just like you say, when Tywin said that first part, I was like, okay, well, that's kind of a good point. Yeah, you know, you don't do a hero's work and then ask to be called a hero. Right. Usually, it's like people who do charity and then they're like, look at all the charity, right? I did. Yeah. Right. Now, obviously, I understand Tyrion's desire to be acknowledged as father in, in some way, especially since he's actually had the opposite of that. He's been demoted, sent to the basement. And completely forgotten about. And scored for so, life. Yeah, so it's not... <laughs> so he's definitely got s- s- no, some, yeah, uh, he's, some he's, rationale as well. Absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, he asks for Casterly Rock. And at the beginning of Tywin's response, before he just gets unbelievably harsh, it's almost like I, I kind of got the feeling that Tyrion was going high at on first. his ask. At first. To get something... Something else. to Yeah, to get something in between. But then it's just, then it just, the scene takes a turn, and it's just devastating.
0: Yeah, it gets ugly. Tywin says no, and that he would let himself be consumed by maggots before mocking the family name and making Tyrion heir to Casterly Rock. And Tyrion asks why, and he says why. You ask that, you who killed your mother to come into the world, you are an ill-made, spiteful little creature full of envy, lust, and low cunning. Men's laws give you the right to bear my name and display my colors, since I cannot prove that you are not mine. Which is a huge, also huge line. Yeah,
2: huge line.
0: And to teach me humility, the gods have condemned me to watch you waddle about wearing that proud line that was my father's sigil and his father before him, but neither gods nor men will ever compel me to let you turn Casterly Rock into your whorehouse. Go now, speak no more of Casterly Rock. Oh, and one more thing, the next whore I catch in your bed, I'll hang.
1: Boom, roasted. So, yeah, a couple other things. Um... Low Cunning. I had to look that up. It is chiefly British- It means clever, but morally bad and dishonest methods. Okay, because
0: my. I was thinking it was
2: kind of crass. My context context clues clues. led
1: me to think uh, not clever, which is a terrible. That's what I thought too. I was like, like, that's a stupid. Like low low cunning as in like not that cunning. Right.
2: Because he is cunning. He's very cunning. I took it as like kind of crass. Like, yo, you're funny, but like you do like fart jokes. Yeah. Low. So low brow. Low brow, yeah. Right.
1: So it's. He's basically saying, "Yeah, you're smart, but you use it for in the wrong ways." Basically, fair enough. Which is also almost like we said about with the Prosts. Right. It's like clever, but morally bad and dishonest. That's exactly what Tywin does. That yeah. It, he is the like the definition of low cunning. I think yeah. he
2: means it more honestly, like how we would use today, like classy or not, as what I'm kind of taking this as, like. Like, well, you're making, like, these crass jokes, and that, like, that's how I, Ty like, he, he'll, you know, he makes those jokes, like, uh, the god of tits and wine, and he's just going out in public saying shit like that.
1: Well, I'm just telling you what, like, the actual definition yeah, yeah, of yeah. it is, and I I can't imagine that they would have used it in, in such a, like, a different way than that. Tywin. But.
2: I don't, I don't view that as, like, different, though. Hmm. Like, I'm, I'm think he means the same thing like when he's saying you're morally bad i don't think he means like oh i'm out here doing bad shit and screwing people over i think Mm -hmm. he means you look bad to people like
0: tywin's morals and judgment are so skewed right that it's really impossible to build off of like what he
1: means by something because he is a fucked up individual yeah um another thing that he says and this is something that i kind of had to go refresh myself on as well He's he mentions that he's ruling seven kingdoms, and three of them are in open rebellion. Yeah, which got me thinking. I never really have stopped to, to determine what are the seven kingdoms. So I'd go look that up, and the north. The north, yes, uh, that's one of them that's in rebellion. Uh-huh. The Stormlands is another one, and okay. I believe that is.
2: Are the Riverlands the, part of
1: that? So the the Stormlands, I believe, are are that. Southern part where the Baratheons are from. Okay, Clam Fam can get me on the corrections here because I, I didn't do a ton of research. And then the Reach is one. That's where I think the Riverlands, That's the are. whole kingdom, oh, the okay. Reach. The Reach is one of the. I kingdoms. have looked yeah.
2: this up before, but I don't like fully remember either. I'm, so I'm I glad also you're doing I might this. have
1: that backwards. The Riverlands might be part of the Stormlands, and the Baratheon area might be part of the Reach. But
2: yeah, okay.
1: Anyway, so the it's you got. Let's see. Let's see if we can name the seven kingdoms here. It's the North, the Stormlands, the Reach. Dorn Dorn is four. The Iron Islands is five.
2: Iron Islands is its own kingdom. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, and then six and seven are. I can't Wh- remember. Uh,
2: where Where are the Tyrells from?
1: Uh, I can't remember.
2: I feel like theirs is one.
1: Seven kingdoms. It's great radio right here. <laughs> sorry, sorry, people. Oh, it happens. Highgarden. Highgarden. Highgarden.
2: High garden. But is that a, okay, here, we go. here we go. I don't know if that's a king's M or if here we go. part okay. of a, or a capital. The, or the s- Crownlands,
1: Dorne, oh. the Iron Islands, the North, the Reach, the Riverlands, the Stormlands, oh. the Vale of Arryn, and the Westerlands. We've done it. Okay. So the three that must be in open rebellion are the North,
2: uh-huh. the
1: Riverlands, yeah, and then I think the Stormlands. Well,
0: I don't know. So but wait. I want to talk about something else. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. Yes, yes, sir. The men's laws give you the right to bear my name and display my colors, since I cannot prove that you are mine. Yeah, let's talk about that. That is a line that got brought up uh, forever, big time in season seven, especially, but also forever. And obviously, one of the one of the theories that we're dealing with on a wide s- s- scale. Is Tyrion being a Lannister. Yeah. I mean, Tyrion being a uh, Targaryen along with Danny and John. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, we don't think that's the case anymore. Right. That that's going to unfold the way we s- did at some parts of Season 7. We thought that, at least at the beginning of Season 7, we thought there was a very good possibility right. that those were the three dragon riders we were going to see when the end of Season 7 came uh-huh. out. I
2: still do like that. Well, I mean, I know it's no longer in play, but I liked that I liked theory. It too. I just, not that I believed it, but I just liked it.
0: It seems like it's dead at this point for the yeah. most part. Well, so this is interesting to me that this, because this line is, what? Why else would he say, since I cannot prove that you are not mine? Like that—that that is a he I, is saying. Yeah. I don't believe you are my son. I believe my wife cheated on me. But I have no way to prove that, so I'm stuck with you. That's what he's saying.
2: On my first watch, I think I just thought he was embarrassed of Tyrion because he's, he's a little person, a little person and, and he's this party boy. Right. And he was like, well, he, you know, I, I, I didn't put as much weight on it. Like, you know, I guess you're technically mine. I have nothing, nothing to say that you're not, so whatever. I didn't put as much weight on it. But now... It does really feel that way. I, I think the
1: interpretation can go both ways. It I can. do I, I do think that, obviously, with everything that we know and all of the, the, the theories out there, that this line has a ton of weight right? and could absolutely mean that Tywin thinks that his wife had some type of extramarital affair and that there's a chance that Tywin isn't actually his. I am all in on that, whether it means he's a Ty- Targaryen, Targaryen or, or not. Right. I am all in on, on that. On the other hand, he could also just be like, I really wish you weren't mine. And that's, yeah, I but think my I, first but unfortunately, I don't have anything to say to that, say you're, that not. you're not. Yeah, I, you the know?
2: first watch. That's definitely what I thought. Now, now I could see it either way.
1: We we obviously have to also bring in t- to the discussion the Super Bowl Doritos commercial. Here we do, we do. Yeah, uh, first, amazing job by Peter Dinklage learning that Buster Rhymes verse from Break Your Neck because that is a difficult song to rap. There is
0: no Buster Rhymes verse that is easy to tackle <laughs> uh, and especially not for a white guy. Yeah, I mean, he nails that lip sync, that lip dub. I, I want to know how many takes or how long that took. And it really doesn't matter. Either way, it's impressive. Yes. It's incredible. Yeah. But... I, if he did it in like two tries, <laughs> we got to give him some kind of medal. There,
1: there's one that that first shot where it's where it's just kind of following him he's back. He's just crushing it because there's no cut there yeah. for like the first ten seconds or so.
0: Also, great rap movements. He's got like all the hand movements. To he's like, very, most people. He's a you, talented dude. If man. you attempt to pull off looking like a badass and doing like Eminem-esque hand right, gestures, right. you're gonna look like a goon. Yes. Right. And everyone's gonna make fun of you.
1: Yeah. He looked really fucking awesome. Like, you were like, damn. Yep. Tyrion is tight. And <laughs> at the end of this Doritos commercial, which is for a new fiery blaze flavor, he breathes fire. Yes. as In the
0: whole commercial, there's fire flaming up all over around him.
1: Much <laughs> like a dragon.
0: Much,
2: fire. Th- much oh, like a dragon. Oh, in case you hadn't connected like- those
0: dots yet. <laughs> yeah. The other theory that has the other theory that has been given more weight as a result of this Doritos commercial is that Morgan Freeman is in fact the Night King. <laughs> that I'm Not in, really. I'm in I'm in. Not really. Sold. But yeah, so that that fucking inc- if you haven't seen the commercial, I don't know where you've been. But that commercial relit the it did no pun intended relit the entire conversation about the possibility of him being a Targaryen. It's also just genius marketing by Doritos and Mountain Dew, who I did not know were owned by the same people. Good for them.
2: And well, yeah, Pepsi.
0: Cha. Uh, To move on, Sansa is hanging out with Shay on the docks. They're making up. They're playing a game where they make up stories about where ship captains may or may not be going and why. And uh, Shay's kind of like, I don't play this. Stu- I don't want to play this stupid game. She's not this humoring Sansa here. This not is stupid. She's being a bad handmaiden in yeah. here. Uh, as they're playing, Littlefinger approaches with Roz, who kind of hangs back in the background while he walks up to talk and asks if he can speak to Sansa alone. And he tells Sansa that he has seen her mother recently, and she's very eager to see her and her sister. So, kind of tells Sansa that he knows Arya is alive. Whether or not there's any truth to that, we have no idea.
2: I don't think there is truth to it. Nobody knows where Arya is at right now.
0: We don't know for a fact, though. I don't think. Like, people always know stuff on this show that you don't know they know. I
1: didn't even think about that.
0: Wait, where does he say Arya is? He doesn't say. He says, all he says is that Catelyn is very eager to see Sansa
1: and Arya.
2: I no. I just think he's being a bullshit artist. Personally. I think okay.
1: I think he's bullshitting, but I think he's probably making an educated guess. Probably because she's not in King's Landing, right? And she's and he knows that she's not like. There's a massive you know, price with, on her head by Catelyn. the way.
2: Yeah, I mean, people not knowing.
1: So I think that he can surmise that her not turning she's up somewhere. dead means she's
2: probably yeah, alive. Yeah, yeah. I get that. But I don't think he... Knows. Knows it. Okay, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. He also gives Sansa... He tells her he's waiting for word on an assignment that will take him very far from the capital. And then when he sets sail, he might be able to take her with him. Which puts a lot of pieces into play. A lot of things kind of start to come together later on as a result of this conversation. But... While they're talking, Roz shares this little moment with Shay where she says, we've both done rather well, you and I, given where we started. They're having like low-born girl mm-hmm. bonding time here. Low-born and squad. And it's comparing them kind of in contrast to Sansa who is, as they said, the bells were rung all day when she was born. She's high-born. She was given, you know, is very spoiled, was given mm-hmm. a lot of things that they weren't given, yet they've ended up in the same place basically. Uh, But Roz does say, watch out for her. Shea says, I always do. And Roz says, watch out for her with him. Little finger.
1: Yeah. Also liked Sansa's line while they're talking about the ships, that the truth is always terrible or boring. <laughs> that is...
2: I know, that is a good yeah, line.
1: Very good line. Out
0: Uh, bouncing over to Khaleesi. She's on her single ship. Yep. That has been acquired for her by Jorah. They're they're headed to Astapor. With her, you know, Jorah and a few other people, one of the dragons, which has grown quite a bit
1: since we last saw it.
2: Yeah, I look like a little uh, preteen dragon. Yeah,
1: preteen. Good. I couldn't the the dragon at multiple different times in this scene. Sometimes looks like it's about two feet long, and then all of a sudden it looks like it's about six feet tall. Yeah, and good. then all of a sudden it's like three and a half feet. it, 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 it they kind of like. I don't know. With the scale, they they, they, they kind of mixed and matched here. I thought a little bit. This is the period whatever. of
0: the show where, for an
1: extended, for a while, I kind
0: of mentally write the dragons off. Okay, because they don't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to be reminded that they still exist, but they do not matter. Yeah, because they are not full grown. They are no longer in jeopardy of being s- taken. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have a few moments that in the next several episodes yes, where, yes. but large part they do not matter. Uh, One of them pulls a fish from the sea, the dragon, fries it, eats it all in one, like, toss, <laughs> which is super cool. Yeah, that was tight. And uh, the Dothraki on, on the ship are all puking their guts out. They at are not taking well to the
1: sea. Mm-mm. They,
0: There's more sea, more Dramamine could have been used here <laughs> in this situation. They are the first Dothraki to ever set sail on the poison water, as Danny tells us. Like, cut them a break, and they really should be cut a break, considering. Yeah. Back in Dragonstone, Davos. Can we, can we, can we toss to break Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll take a break real quick. We'll be right back to finish out the episode. Hey, this is Ross Boland, and my new show with producer Micah called The Ross Boland Podcast is available now on iTunes. Search for The Ross Boland Podcast, subscribe, check it out. We've got segments like Houston Rap Song of the Week, Stuff to Wikipedia when you're high, Animal of the Week, and tons of other random topics. The Ross Boland Podcast is available on iTunes now. Alright, we're back. Over in Dragonstone, Davos shows up, dropped off by Salidor's son, which is a little weird because I thought Salador was like, no, but then he drops him off anyway.
1: He begs him. They- yeah.
0: And uh, he does not get greeted with warmth from Stannis, which isn't exactly shocking based on Stannis' character, but he just says, heard you were dead. And uh, they get into this little argument about, immediately, right off the bat, straight into the burning of people, the burning of prisoners. And Melisandre asks the question of Sir Davos, "How would you punish the infidels, Sir Davos?" I thought the use of "infidels" was very
1: interesting. I I'd noted that as well. I guess it's been I guess that word has been around for a while.
0: Perhaps it has. Yeah. They get into this whole thing where Melisandre claims that if she had been at Blackwater Bay, she could have saved the thousands of men that were burned alive by fire. That Stannis oh, would have taken the city be and be sitting on the Iron Throne if it was if she was if she had been allowed to come there. Now the reason that's important is because Davos is the one that talked Stannis out of letting her come. Mm-hmm. She asks Davos, "Do you hear them screaming? All those burning men in the water, crying for their mothers, to their gods for help." And then she, you know, she's very much goading him on here. Yep. She she repeats to him what she said to Mathos: "Death by fire is the purest death," mocking him for losing his son. And uh, Davos snaps. He tries to stab her, which is the intention he had, right? Like, he Mm -hmm, wanted, he was going to see if he could go in and take this bitch out. He immediately gets restrained and is taken away. Stannis says, like, lock him in a cell. This, this really upset me the first time I saw it.
2: She's the worst.
0: And you love Davos, you know? And you, and you even like, Stannis, with all of his faults, at least he has Davos. Yeah, and then this is kind of the last straw for me and Stannis, where I was, I, I can't, I can't stand the guy.
1: I can't Stannis him. <laughs> I'm okay. So this <laughs> was uh, this, you. but this was, it was obvious it was what was going to happen. Uh, uh, like yeah, um, Melisandre has the has the perfect play here. Like yeah. oh well, you didn't take me. That's why you lost. Like duh. Like, this is... Th- she has more power than ever now. She's so yep. evil. Because... It, ba- it totally backfired. Y- yes. Yeah. Because now she just... Now she just gets to hold this over everybody's
2: yeah, head. Yeah. If she had been there, it all would have been her fault. Now, right. the and fact that it totally there, so. backfired,
0: I won't put that on Davos. He could never no. have seen this coming. It's just very
1: unfortunate how it played out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But... Right. But that's... I mean... Given the circumstances, it's not all that wild that Stannis is like, "Yeah, get this guy to the dungeons, man. He he totally botched this." Uh, yeah,
0: maybe. I don't know. We've seen a lot of mistakes made by people that don't result in them getting locked up. He's under the spell.
1: Stannis is under the yes, spell. Yes, he's been and completely has been, and and it's he's as what?
0: Salador tried to warn him. Right, he's cut out everyone except for the Red Woman. Yeah. In King's Landing, Joffrey and Marjorie are uh, being carried around in their little transportation carts in Fleabottom.
1: What is Joffrey sniffing? What's he? What's this deal with the handkerchief here? Does he know. just like have this thing up to his nose because like it smells bad in Fleabottom yeah, yeah. or something? So. Oh yeah, no, he's just trying to—he's trying to keep the smell
0: out of his of his nostril of poor people and poop. That's As we see, there's poop being poured from the windows into the streets. So okay, okay, it's a disgusting hellhole that smells. They're on the way back from the Sept. Where because at first I was like, Why the hell are they in Flea Bottom mm-hmm. at all? Right. But that's why. They're on the way back from the Sept. Lady Marjorie stops and, and, and goes into an orphanage. She just goes totally rogue here. Like hops out, no guards, like you know, this hot chick in a brand new dress stumbling through the poop streets yeah. into an orphanage to help out these kids whose fathers died in the battle of the Blackwater. That's at least what I took away from it.
2: It's funny. I feel like when I watched this scene, I was like, you know, partially she just still seems a little, like, conniving. Like, she's doing... Yeah, you know, obviously she's doing this for a reason, so people see her doing it. But then I kind of went back and forth. I'm like, well, as long as she's doing the good thing, doesn't matter why.
0: I always th- I always thought that Marjorie was good in her heart. Whether or not... Like, I think that her goal was always to climb. Right. But I do think that she has good... In- like, uh, Yeah, like, and that's what I'm saying. I kind of it think w- yeah. it's both Just think of it this way. You don't see Cersei out fucking helping the orphans. Right. And all Cersei cares about is the climb. Like, at least... Marjorie's doing something. I mean,
2: she for sure, like, she wants people to see her. She wants everybody to be like, oh, I don't care about my dress. It's fine as long as I'm helping people. Absolutely. But ultimately, she still is... a PR move. ...helping them, She wants...
0: Yeah, and she... It gives me kind of
1: like Princess Diana vibes.
2: I was going to say Kate Middleton. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, but this is... This is a play. This is a play here on, on Marjorie's behalf.
2: Right, and that's what we're saying, but it's like almost does it matter like for those poor people she's still helping out so it's, it doesn't really matter what it's the beginning no doing. i i
1: agree i i it's agree. the beginning of the
0: wedge that she's trying to drive between joffrey and his mother yes yeah. as, and as we, she's we also we
1: trying to separate herself from the current queen regent as you know <sighs> who queen the regent pe- pe- is, yeah. is is evil a
2: and untouchable devilish and, yeah. like
1: person sitting up in her high tower and she's going to gain good. more power by getting the people behind her right.
0: she knows and understands the strength that can come with the yeah. people right. and as we know marjorie is also fully aware of how much the people despise her soon-to-be husband yes, yes. she is working to be the counter to yep. that yep. you know so they have dinner So good at it, she really is they have dinner later that that evening joffrey and cersei with marjorie and loris it's extremely awkward very up,
1: very awkward
0: we find out that House Tyrell is stocking King's Landing, the capital, with with food in their time of need. As we know, there is a very serious situation going on with the lack of food in King's Landing. It has been for over a season now. As a result of the war. And the overpopulation of the city due to refugees. So the Tyrells are helping out with that because they have a surplus. And this is where Cersei gets full wind of Marjorie's attempt to separate her from her son and to start to gain more power for herself. She sees it immediately mm-hmm. from a million miles away. And uh the tension there begins
1: on a high note. Do you mm-hmm. remember when people used to do that awkward turtle thing with their hands? Yeah. What was that all about? I don't really know. What? It's just the turtle symbol. Something like this or something? No, no, they'd be like, oh you like did the hand Ooh. motion yeah. or something. Yeah. What was yeah, it? What? I yeah. I'll tell you I never did Wait, that. Wait, why is that
2: coming up right now?
1: Because this, this dinner was very conversation awkward. is so awkward.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah, Hashtags. why was that a thing? Did you do the that? The awkward turtle? uh uh-huh. um, No, I don't think I was like in a situation. I mean, I know of it, and I feel like I've done the motion, but not particularly in mm. response. I think it actually means turtle in sign language. It's a
1: curious fad.
0: Hashtag mudgate. <laughs> Over in Astapor, Danny meets with the Unsullied. Meets the unsullied, not with them, for the first time, and she has a translator, Sande, who's uh, translating this Valyrian-speaking dickhead slave owner that's just being a total asshole
2: for no reason, really.
1: And is and she's just the girls are out. I I don't want this to be construed the wrong way because it, at the end of the day, like that thing that she's wearing does have like the slave choker necklace thing on it's, it. Or whatever. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, but she is looking like an absolute snack here. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to accuse you of having some kind
1: of slave fetish. She's just super hot. She is, and that's a great outfit. Like this is th- maybe the best she's it ever is. looks in the show.
0: Well, my first thought was like, damn, I wish she'd kept this outfit.
1: That's an, she just is she just is stunning here. Ooh. Yeah. Masande. Yeah. Psst. Yeah. So. We find out from this
0: Valerian-speaking guy that the Unsullied have stood there for a day and a night with no food or water waiting for Danny to meet her. Which seems unnecessary. Uh, We find out one boy in four dies training to become an Unsullied. We find out all about the training, the selection, how this works. This guy's all the while dropping wonderful quotes that we get in subtitles like, Tell this ignorant whore of a Westerosi to open her eyes and watch. Blah, blah, blah. Like And Masande's translation of that was, he begs you to attend this carefully, <laughs> Your Grace. She's very good at her job. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. seriously. Yeah.
0: He calls her a dumb bitch, all kinds of stuff. Uh, there's another note Masande, titties popping. <laughs> then uh, we find out that the unsullied, every single one of them has to kill a newborn in order to assure there is no weakness <sighs> left I in forgot there. About forgot that. I forgot about yeah. that.
2: I can't believe Grey Worm did that they shit. They all have to kill a baby. Damn. In front of their mother.
0: This dude's name is Master Krasness, by the way, the dickhead. So there are 8,000 Unsullied right here that Danny's going to buy. That's 8,000 dead babies, as Danny points out. Yes. Just think about that mountain for a little bit. Why don't you? Uh, Next up, Danny and Jorah heading out to the docks, talking about this whole situation, and they see a little girl, and they're like, "Oh, that little girl's cute. Let's follow her." I don't really know what about the little girl made them want to go, the, but they she do. She like
1: she like looks at at Daenerys and smiles, and then like giggles and runs away. And she's got like this little like toy gift thing that she, you know.
0: So they follow her, and she rolls that little toy gift thing at her, and it turns out it's like a fucking Pokemon ball with a scorpion <laughs> inside of it, and this crazy ass looking green scorpion pops out. All the while, there's this like hooded figure that's kind of following them, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, "What's this guy? What's yeah. going on here?"
1: He's very ominous.
0: The that guy in the hood is Sir Berestan. Sell me. He saves Danny from the scorpion by stabbing it. The little girl snarls at her. And at this point, you're like, "Okay, so this little girl is supernatural."
1: That's what I thought.
0: And Danny, it it then is tied onto the warlocks of Carth, right. as if they're still somehow out to get her. Yeah. Which I was glad they gave some expl- explanation there because we don't see this type of supernatural whatever the fuck that was ever again. No, no. Right? And you can't just throw shit like that in there with no explanation. So the the big moment at the end of the show is Sir Barristan Selmy, who was Kingsguard to Daenerys' father, asking her for her forgiveness because he failed her family before, he says he wants to join her, her Queensguard he will never fail her again And uh, Just a very cool moment As you know as we saw Barristan was thrown out of the King's Guard in King's Landing for mm-hmm. being too old Joffrey You know there was that whole stripping down His armor and throwing it Down in the uh, throne room But yeah So that was it and then the episode Closed out and then I, if I'm If I'm correct this is the only episode Of Game of Thrones that ends with a In memoriam for uh, Martin yes. Kinsey. Yeah. who was a British second unit director
1: and cinematographer. Uh, cinematographer. Yeah. yeah. What's funny is that so I looked up him I, on the Google machine yeah. after this episode ends and the actor that plays Barristan Selmy pops, pops up. It, it pops up. Same thing it's happened to me. I was like, "No." Yeah,
0: that's it. And, <laughs> wh- and then after immediately being like, "No." I was like, "Wait. He's in a couple more seasons." Yeah, yeah. How did they do that if yeah. he's dead? Does he have a twin? I was so confused,
1: but yeah, it just for some reason that picture pops up. So, Because clearly, I guess a lot of people watch this episode and then Google that guy, and yes. it's like, we it, it's tied to Barristan because he's the last character that we see here on right yes. here on the screen, so it's, it's just somehow the, it's just the, way it the internet yeah, had, yeah. has this little glitch. But. Yeah.
0: yeah, and that's the end of the episode. We've got some hotline calls, but we're going to have to play them next episode, next week. We'll save them, so apologies about that, but we're running long. We'll be back Monday to talk about the tenth and final episode, or I'm I'm sorry, <laughs> the second episode of season three, which is called uh, I didn't I didn't write it down. I usually do. Bear with me one second. It has a name, as all the episodes are named, as you know. This one is "Dark Wings, Dark Words," written by our girl Vanessa Taylor, ah, and directed again by Daniel Minahan. So, we will see Dark Wings, Dark Words between now and Monday. Watch it. The podcast will drop Monday. You can follow us on Instagram at Oysters, Clams, Cockles, on Twitter at Clams and Cockles. Like us on Facebook.com slash Oysters, Clams, and Cockles. Our hotline number is 86643Clams. We would really appreciate it if you got on iTunes and left us a five star rating and wrote a review very quickly. You can check out Grand X Shop.com slash OCC for shirts that are Game of Thrones themed and Oysters, Clams, and Cockles themed. Support the podcast. Buy some shirts on there. Also, check out the new Spring 18 collection on RowdyGentleman.com. As we've explained in prior episodes, Barrett put a ton of work into it. I was somewhat involved. And uh, we love what's up. We love the Mm -hmm. new stuff. So check out RowdyGentleman.com. Support the show that way as well. I'm Ross. You can follow me on Twitter, Facebook. Not Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Bolin. Also, check out my new show, The Ross Bolin Podcast. You can find it the same place as you find OCC. Give it a chance. The Ross Bolin Podcast. Really excited about it. It's just me and Micah talking. You should enjoy it. Barrett's been on it. Dylan's been on it. Uh, Barrett, where can you be followed by the people?
1: Uh, I am at Barrett Dudley on all of the social medias. Lovely. Clean. Easy. What about
0: you, Veronica? Uh,
2: At Veronica and Ruck, R-U-C-K-H, on Twitter and Instagram. V-M-Ruck on
0: Snapchat. We're doing it. We've started season three. Keeping the train rolling. Go on. Tell your people. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Take the black. Join the nights Rewatch. We'll see you on Monday. Peace.